Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast version here with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. Fernando El Demente. <laughs> Fernando's got to come with it today, dude, because before we started, he's he worked a long freaking day today. He's putting in the work. Where are you currently at right now, Fernando? Uh, I'm in uh, Somerset, New Jersey. Uh, his home away from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah unfortunately. He loves the smell of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. That's why Trout comes back here during off seasons. There you go. Uh, yeah, but he's doing he's doing God's work over there. He's he's really uh, putting in the hours. So he's all. You can buy a house for the price of a uh, McDonald's Big Mac here. <laughs> yeah, is it burnt out or not burnt out? That's the only the only thing with those houses. Um, yeah, we well, don't know. <laughs> Well, let's get started. This is an Angels podcast, obviously, and we're uh, going to be, you know, we're in a much cheerful mood as the Angels just came off a sweep of the Guardians at home and a 5-2 and two homestand. Uh, we recapped the Baltimore series and we looked into this one, and then we're also going to look into the White Sox upcoming road trip along with the Red Sox. Not the Red Sox per se, but we're going to jump into the four-game set on the horizon. So, Fernando, any opening thoughts on uh, how they played at home here? Uh... Nothing really to like go into. I mean, you know, we kind of, I was kind of nervous going into the series because the Angels have historically been bad against teams from Ohio. Mm -hmm. Well, and not really the Reds. They've always been pretty good against the Reds, but the, uh, the Guardians, if you will, they've mm -hmm. always been uh, bad against them. Feels like they're always clapping our cheeks. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Cleveland's always had our number, like you said. And, uh, you know, I was kind of worried about the uh, their lineup coming into this series because they had played better prior to the Yankees. But the Yankees, I believe, sweep them, uh, swept them too before they, they came to Anaheim. So a lot of fans were telling me on the postgame prior that, hey, you know what, uh, I got a good feeling Cleveland's lost three in a row. But uh, I was feeling, hey, you know, this could be a good time for them to get right. And I hope they don't get right like Baltimore did. And uh, they didn't, you know. The, the fans are right. They continued the losing streak in this one. Yeah, that Baltimore series was a rough one. Mm -hmm. Just just think if we could have won one of those first two games, we'd be talking about six out of seven. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, so the both of which are two teams that you should be winning games against, right? Mm -hmm. They unfortunately weren't able to win most of the games against the Orioles. They went, you know, one and three or one and two, sorry. And then they swept the Guardians. So, you know, they beat one of the teams they should have beat, didn't beat the other one. Absolutely. And anyway, I think it was uh, me or you, we, we came out with a prediction of five and two maybe on this homestand. So, I mean, it worked out, just not the way we thought it would. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we get started, too, I want to touch and touch on and get your thoughts, um, obviously, with Shohei's uh, series going through in the four-game set with Cleveland. He had today's day game off. Uh, thoughts on Shohei, what do you think he's doing wrong? What what can he do right to get right in the batter's box? The thing I've never liked about Shohei is, like, he's always historically had bad at-bats, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the thing with Otani is when he's overmatched in an at-bat, it isn't like he's just simply overmatched. He is overmatched. He's swinging out of his shoes. His helmet's flying off. It's just... And he's been doing that a lot lately. Not necessarily the helmet flying off, but he's been swinging out of his shoes. He's been swinging for the fences. He just feels like he's trying to do too much. He needs to simplify his swing, and he needs to kind of just start getting hits again. And we saw that on the last day that he pitched, and you know, what ended up being his last game of the series. He got three hits. He wasn't trying to do too much. He was simply just taking the ball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Swinging it wherever the ball came from. Do you think that uh, this day off is going to help him? Do you think that uh, maybe moving him down the lineup, do you think it's a little bit too much pressure up top? I mean, because obviously it's a good breakdown of his swing, but do you do you have a projection of him maybe getting out of this slump soon? I mean, it obviously can't hurt to give him a day off, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about a guy who's, you know, batting 230. I mean, he's hitting his weight at this point. Yes. Yeah. Shohei Otani is a much better hitter than that. We've seen Otani have success throughout basically his entire career hitting. 2020 was kind of the exception, as of right now, not necessarily the rule. So you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully he's starting off slowly and he's going to heat up. I mean, look what happened last year, right? Hot, 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 hot. Mm -hmm. All-star break came. You know, he tried, he tried to do too much of the home run derby. Tried to do too much during the all-star game. And then afterward, he just kind of sputtered out there like the Wright Brothers airplane. Just kind of 
you know, a little jalopy of an airplane. Yeah, exactly. And he still finished with like 45 homers and 100 RBIs. But, I, you know, you were saying it last year. Had he stayed on pace, had he not participated in the home run derby, we're talking 60 or more. In theory. So, yeah, in theory, yeah. But uh, let's get to that game one against the uh, Guardians there in Anaheim. Who was the pitching matchup and what was the result? So we had Michael Lorenzen versus uh, somebody named Shane Bieber. Never heard of a – I'm just kidding. Shane Bieber is <laughs> – Obviously, one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball, but um, man, Michael Lorenzen went toe to toe with him, and not only that, he out he outdueled him. Absolutely. And real quick, before you get into the stats in the game, thought we all know who Bieber is, but thoughts on Lorenzen and so far his first three starts. What has impressed you so far? All of, all I know is right now, man, we owe no slander for Michael Lorenzen right now. I mean, the guy is pitching like a number two on most teams. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He has had a magnificent year. He's got an ERA of 293. He looks he looks confident in his pitches. He's And the thing is, he has so many pitches. This isn't a one or two pitch kind of guy. This guy's got five pitches in his arsenal, let alone five pitches that he's capable of throwing in any count. So he looks good, man. He looks, he looks like he's not afraid to challenge guys, and I really like that. You know, we always talk about Noah Syndergaard like being one of the first angels to have a dog mentality. Mm-hmm. But, man, Michael Lorenzen is also a perro. He's got that dog <laughs> mentality, man. He's not afraid. He will challenge you with his fastball up in the zone. He'll give you a breaking pitch in any count. So I, I like what I'm seeing out of him. I do, too. I mean, uh, he looks like a rotational pitcher. He Because my impersonations of him was all oh, like a bullpen guy trying to experiment as yep. a starter. And he looks really legit out there. I love the emotion. So I'm with you. I've been impressed these first three starts of his. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows what it is. Maybe it's the the pure adrenaline of getting to play for his hometown team. I'm not quite sure. Maybe that's a factor. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing's for sure, you know, I always liked him on the Cincinnati Reds, but I am loving him as an angel right now. There's just some guy who just fit the, uni- uh, the uniform. Mm-hmm. They fit the mentality. And, you know, he, he just screams Southern California. He's a chill dude. But when it comes time to, you know, the lights are on him, he brings that dog-like mentality, right? That's how it mm-hmm. is here in Southern California. Most of us here are super chill. But as soon as you catch us on the wrong side of the Interstate 5 after we, you know, <laughs> the GPS told you you were going to be there in an hour, all of a sudden you're an hour and 20 minutes in and you're still not close, we're all pissed off. We're all angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A when demon it, wakes up inside of you. It's kind of like that with Lorenzo when he's on the bump. That is true. When it takes an hour and a half to go five miles, yes, anyone's personality can change in a heartbeat. Man, I was in New York yesterday. I don't want to hear anybody talk to me about, you know, it takes 30 minutes to go two miles. What's wrong with these people? Seriously, I drive around. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Why are you guys so sick? How do you live here? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine paying a million dollars for a house that's so small that you can take a shit while flipping an egg? You know what I mean? Like your oven's right there. You're like, oh, mama, Friday. Hey, two things at once, man. That's, uh, you know. Yeah, right. Who am I kidding? Those people don't even get fresh eggs. <laughs> Not even organic either. It's uh, yeah. sometimes ostrich. Um, the bad eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. <laughs> and you know what? Beebs in this one, uh, again, is a pitcher that uh, has said up uh, openly that he would like to play with Mike Trout one day. So if Trout stays the course here, who knows? Maybe we get the Beebs here in town as well. Um, but again... Lorenzen outdueled the Beebs. And what was the yeah. final score in that game? 3 nothing. Bieber, 6.1 innings pitched, seven hits, three runs, all of them earned, two walks, six strikeouts, gave up two homers, and we'll get to that in a second. And then Michael Lorenzen's uh, final line was six innings, three hits, no earned runs, four walks, and three strikeouts. Michael Lorenzen isn't a guy who's going to blow you away by getting nine strikeouts. That's just not who he is. That's not who mm-hmm. he ever will be. But he's very athletic. And the fact that he was able to give up four walks and found a way for it to not affect him was great. Especially when um, he what got a double play there to end his inning. Was that the, the fifth inning, right? Yeah, the fifth to get inning. Through yeah. The fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, he, he was a uh, and it was a good crowd on hand too to watch that game. Uh mm-hmm. so nice game, wrapping it up, getting that W against the uh you know, the Indians or well, Guardians, whatever. So hard to say. That's why I just keep calling them Ohio. But Ohio. Uh, yeah, Ohio. 
So the Angels walk away with that W, and that set up game two for well, who? Don't forget the most important part. So Shoei Otani was taken out of the leadoff spot, and he was oh, replaced right. by a guy named Taylor Ward. Yes. Taylor yes. Ward's a guy who's been around for quite a while, right? He was mm-hmm. Billy Epa's very first draft pick in uh, in his tenure here with the Angels. And, uh, man, how many times have I said it now that if there's anybody who we need to buy Christmas presents for, it's probably Billy Epler. Mm-hmm. Billy Epler, we are finally starting to see those Billy Epler pieces come up and be effective. I said it during the offseason. Billy Epler was never the issue here in Anaheim. And now a lot of those moves that were head scratchers or a lot of those draft picks are starting to pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely Taylor Ward, like his swing – and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it was it was highlighted this entire series, mm-hmm. but but he's been playing good since they brought him up, and his swing is completely different from last year. Last year he's flailing at balls that are way outside. Um, he's getting fooled on pitches down the middle. This year it's like okay, I'm letting it come to me. I'm 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 not going to fall for the stuff in the outside corner. If I do, if it's close, I'm going to go the other way with it. Uh, he's spraying the ball all over the field, and so that's a, that's an indication that a hitter is is locked in. And, and he's locked in. If he's not getting hits, he's getting walks. He's, he's damn near batting 400 right now. Yeah, he's batting, what, I think like 367? 385. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, he's looking real good. I mean, he's hardly striking out. He's having very productive at-bats. He's mm-hmm. seeing the ball well. He's having lengthy at-bats. You know, and that's all you ever want out of a leadoff hitter. But the fact that he's still driving in runs, I mean, you know, he was the offense that first game. Single-handedly won the game for the team. Yeah, two he's home not runs. A defense, yeah, two home runs. He's not a defensive liability. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to take the world by storm. I wouldn't project any gold gloves, uh, but I hope I am wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, if somebody doesn't want to go back to Salt Lake, man. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's done with Salt Lake. Uh, I think he really wants to make his imprint here on with the Angels. And, uh, you know, that fourth outfielder spot was open. He's taken it. Now it looks like he's forcing Madden's hand to be like, okay, uh, I was going to platoon Marsh and Adele when Upton was here. Now that they're gone, they got those spots. Now he's like, well, I might have to platoon Marsh and Adele because uh, Ward's got that spot in right. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd be stupid to bench Ward right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, like you mentioned, he had a two-run homer in that game and a solo blast. He won the game 3 nothing. And Glacius got the save in that one, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, he knocked that one out pretty easy. So that set us up for game two. And who was the pitching matchup in that one? So we had Patrick Sandoval and then uh, McKenzie. I forgot his first name. I think it's Tyler McKenzie. No, Tristan McKenzie. Tristan. Oh, I knew it would start with a T. Good call. Tristan's a really nice young pitcher that they got through that system as well, too. So um, yeah, I, knew I believe a... he made his debut with his, the COVID year, if I am correct. Memory correct. serves correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pitched some uh, gems, mostly at, at Jacobs Field. But, uh, but you know, his road record's a little different from his home record, but he's still got great stuff. And we kind of knew going into this one that this one was going to be a good matchup, but it didn't really turn out that way. It was more one sided, right? Yeah, right. I mean, Angels ended up winning four to one. So, you know, they didn't slug their way out. But um, McKenzie, 5.2 innings, seven hits, four runs. All of them earned six strikeouts, one home run given up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that home run was to some guy named Michael Nelson Trout. Oh, Nelson. Well, yeah, right. I mean, uh, <laughs> just like our, your boy Roger always says, oh, yeah, Michael Nelson Trout, uh, you know, the. <laughs> Was a three-time MVP should be seventeen or whatever the heck he says. And yeah, he two-time he, All-Star. I'm gonna list his entire resume before I play a thirty-second clip twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> P- play that clip again. P- play that clip again. I don't. I don't think they heard it the first time. Let's play it again, James. Let's play it for the next twelve hours. <laughs> but he, and then I'll play it again during the pregame show. Exactly. After Kirk Gibson's homer. Um, but but that that home run that, that home run that Trout hit though I mean it was a nice diving curve and it was it was in his wheelhouse dude I mean he golfed it out yeah vintage Trout feels weird to say that but the guy's been around for ten years now so I mean you can definitely say vintage Trout which is crazy to think by the way I mean where were you in 2012 Yeah I know where I was but uh, I I didn't think we'd be talking about Trout like this ten years later. I know yeah, that. I mean, keep in mind what they got rid of Bobby Abreu for Trout. Yeah, pretty much one of the most patient hitters you'll ever see. So, 
Yeah, but it was kind of like the uh, what they really did up in this year, right? You know what I mean? They kind of forced out the older veteran for mm-hmm. the young guy. Unfortunately, right now, the Joe Adele story is not written the same way that the Mike Trout one is. But we don't know how the Joe Adele story will end. I sure hope it ends with uh, somewhat of Trout-like numbers even. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, – he had four homers all of last year. He's got three already. So, I mean, he's going to produce a lot more. But, uh, you know, growing pains. I keep telling my dad because my dad's like, boy, Adele guy, I'm not sold on him yet. I'm like, give him time. Give him time. You know, some Your guys boy are... who gave you those tickets in left field is also not an Adele fan. <laughs> yeah, he's not at all. He's not at all. He thinks it's the belt. He's like, oh, I got to get rid of that belt. It's too flashy. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, get off my lawn, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> – yeah. No, I, I I know him. I I don't want to throw his name out in case he doesn't want his name out there. But uh, you know, the, yeah. no offense to him. That's just how you know. Right? Oh, get off my lawn! Yeah, yeah, yeah too flashy of a belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all fairness, he does look like a guy cosplaying as a major leaguer. So he he is <laughs> he is trying, and and there are some things that you could look at him and be like, yeah, he's not ready yet. And then there's other times you're like, well, why didn't he do this the other night? So. He is, he is a, and I think the thing is that they want him to shine just like Marsh did because Marsh is, he seems to have gotten it. You know, like he's, he's gotten it on both sides. He's hitting, he's playing defense. Uh, and Adele was like the highly touted out of the two. Like he was far more better prospect. But, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes some time. You know, I'd rather them, him do the things that he's doing here and not be sent down as a 4A. We've seen enough 4A guys. So we're hoping that Adele can take the next step. The problem with Adele is I feel like he's just always trying to do too much. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, why are you always doing so much? You know, and you got Brandon Marks who's just over here like, hey, good at bat, good at bat, good at bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's even kill. Yeah, I, I get you on that. So, But it'll, yeah, it'll come around. I mean, if Ward can do it, I'm pretty sure Adele can do it. Okay, so before we close the book on this chapter, on uh, the Adele situation, mm-hmm. all right, scale of one to 10, you know, one being like, hey, you know, we're cool. 10 being like, you know, Patrick and SpongeBob running around going, ah, yeah, yeah. where are you on the Adele panic meter? Uh, I would have to say it's about a six or seven. It, it was always over a five for me because of the fact that, uh, you know, you, you, got, you got rid of Upton. You didn't yeah. have that safety blanket. So, uh, you know, if, if Upton was sucking, then you could, you could justify it. Now it's like, no, you know, Adele's got to come through or that looks like a terrible move. Yeah, it's either a five or a six for me. You know, you have some days where it's like, ooh, yeah, man, this mm-hmm. guy looks like a double-A guy. You know, mm-hmm. he looks like a trash panda. <laughs> and you have some days where you're like, okay, hey, maybe he's trying to turn the corner. And then it goes like, right, like you know, the next day, it's all right, well, right back to the trash pandas. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just. I think what what's going to get everybody hyped up about him is if he can just stay consistent. If he can, if he can just stay consistent, he doesn't have to do too much. A one for four here, a two for four there. You know, maybe if he goes over here, whatever, over three with a walk or two. Yeah. I think we're able to accept that. But if you're you're going over four, over five, no production, leaving guys on base, yeah, it's going to be glaring. Here's the thing, man. I don't need the Angels to get any more superstars. Superstars are cool. Superstars are fun, but we have we have enough. Let's mm-hmm. be real here. Mm-hmm. I just need him to be a consistent hitter. I just need him to about two seventy for me. If you can hit two seventy, you can provide some solid defense. Mm-hmm. You're not a defensive liability. Honestly, if you're Taylor Ward, Taylor Ward is not going to be batting four hundred for the remainder of the year. He's not going to be batting three eighty. Mm-hmm. I think by the when the season's said and done, he's going to be somewhere in the two eighties. That's what I'm expecting out of Taylor Ward. If I can get that out of Joe Adele, great. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. The Angels don't need any more superstars. We got Rendon, we got Otani, we got Trout. And we got Walsh. Yeah, yeah and you got Walsh, you know. How, and you even have Stassi, who has potential to be one of the better catchers in baseball. Absolutely. Besides that, man, I just need some more David Fletchers, and, you know, Joe Adels, guys like that. I just need you to be a baseball player. Be a baseball player today, and we're going to win games. Absolutely. And those baseball players that are helping us win games is that entire infield. Jack Mayfield, Velasquez on defense, uh, Tyler Wade. Uh, so you're seeing some contributions from guys stepping up, and it's a, it's a good thing to see. Yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, uh, the question of the day would have been released already. But the question of the day, so let me ask you, mm-hmm. is going to be when David Fletcher is reactivated, most likely, you know, today, you know, on mm-hmm. Friday, um, who are you sending down? Is it Velasquez? I would have to say that only because he's not hitting. Uh, I would actually have would have sent down Wade or, or somebody else. Wade, but, really? Ooh, I'll take. 
Be, be, because I, I mean, I love what he could do on the bases. I love the, his hitting and stuff like that. But defensively, I mean, Velasquez is the real deal. I just feel that he, his defense came first, and uh, his hitting hasn't. Uh, you know, he couldn't even bunt right the other day. He finally got one down today, um, and but he did do a sacrifice too today. But the dude's only batting like one, one twenty now. So I, uh, you know, if Fletch comes back, you got to give the 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 man his his spot back to lose. You can't have an injury take it away from him. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens with him because, I mean, he's on the roster, but uh, he hasn't been cleared to play. They're still evaluating him for whatever reason. Yeah. So. They just said they want to make sure he's ready. I mean, Velasquez is betting 122 through 41 at-bats. 41 at-bats is certainly a sample size. Exactly. So I, I mean, th- don't get me wrong. It still is a cup of coffee. But, I mean, you know, it's a pretty decent cup of coffee. You're, you're drinking a venti yeah, or he's- Trenta. <laughs> a Trenta. <laughs> And he's been robbed a couple times. I'll give him that. Like he's had, he's hit a few into the outfield where guys have made really nice plays. So, but we're talking the difference between what one eighty and one twenty two, something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. So game two, we saw a home run from Trout. Like I said, uh, Mister Super Looper Aaron Loop uh, did really well out of the bullpen. Herga gave up a run, and then Iglesias came in for the save. Absolutely. I was at that game. Sandoval has now gone 15 innings scoreless to start the season. First Angels pitcher to have three starts with no uh, earned runs. So that's a record right there. Um, I, you know, Sandoval to me is looking like a young Chuck Finley. Uh, He's coming into his own. He's gotten better every year in the majors. I know putting Chuck Finley and him in the same, you know, have I elevated him too much? I don't know. I just think he has the moxie. I love his attitude. I love how he's in the clubhouse. And, uh, you know, I, I think he goes out there pitching with that determination that we haven't seen in a while. So I, I love what I'm seeing from Sandoval, and he pitched a hell of a game, nine strikeouts. Yeah, man, the Angels have a three-headed monster right now, and they have the possibility to have one of the better one, two, threes in terms of starters in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Which is Which is weird, considering the bargain basement pitching we've had the last two years. Well, the difference here is that a lot of these guys are homegrown. It's different. Mm -hmm. These guys are hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And Lorenzen isn't homegrown, but, you know, he pitches as an Angels fan. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who is getting to play for his childhood team. At that point, you might as well be homegrown, right? Because you were raised to like the team. You were raised cheering for the team. Now you're finally a member of that team. So it's got to be like your home. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, because you were born, you were brought up with the system, right? You were grow, you grew up driving your bike or riding your bike down Catella to go pay a quarter to sit in the 700 section in the Goodyear <laughs> blimp and watch Nolan Ryan pitch. <laughs> All while getting your spray tan at the ballpark as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny Stamos. <laughs> I loved yeah. him. I wish I was an Olsen twin and he was my uncle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than the day that I walked into him in the shower. Oh, <laughs> did I say that on the air? Yeah. Oh, no. Am, 830 is going to gonna find me again for that John Stamos love talk. Dude, maybe Artie's a big fan of John Stamos. Could be. Could be. I would There's love no other to, answer. Yeah, I would love to have him on the show because... You think that uh, Lodge doesn't uh, focus now? Wait till John Stamos is in studio with him. Good God. Oh, God. Yeah, I've tuned in that episode. He'd <laughs> probably just sit there like telling old stories. <laughs> exactly. So that set us up for game three. They were trying to win the series after taking the first two against the uh, Cleveland team. And the Angels set a guy named Shohei Otani up to the bump. To face, uh, was it Zach Plesak? Yep, Zach Plesak, second-generational pitcher. Yep, so Zach Plesak, 3.2 innings, seven hits, seven runs, six of them were earned, two walks, two strikeouts, and he did give up a home run, which we will get to momentarily. And the Angels, as I said, had Otani come up. He only got through five innings pitch, but he had, like, what, 88 pitches, I believe? Yep. Uh, two runs, both of them were earned. He gave those up very early. I was actually very worried when he gave those up. Mm-hmm. Um, four strikeouts, which is extremely low for Otani, and he did give up the home run. Uh, Ace was talking about on our uh post game that you know, because she, she has the tickets right behind the, the, the bullpen, the bullpen, yep. 
Yeah, and she was saying that his release point looked off, and she notices stuff like that. And it, and she said that when the first two innings, he threw about 40 pitches. He gave up the two runs on the homer. He got into a jam in the second, but he pitched out of it, and she said that he changed it up back to his normal delivery in the third inning, and he was able to cruise those last three innings. You know what? Actually, it was Matt Wise that went over to him. You can see they were in the dugout, so I'm trying to pump it back. You can see that, you know, he was talking about his angle, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, Otani changed it. Things got fixed up. I mean, Matt Wise is a good pitching coach, question mark? I'm on that train because, again, today with Reed Detmers and also uh, it was another pitcher. It might have been Wants from the other night. He was doing the same kind of motion, talking to him during the games. I mean, we don't see our hitting instructors doing that, but we see Matt Wise doing that. We see Matt Wise grabbing the pitchers either before they go out or before when they when they come out, and he goes over everything with them. I love that hands-on approach. I don't know if you've – because yep. correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen Jeremy or Paul do that with the hitters. No, uh, I think uh, Mickey Calloway would, but he would like try sending him like sexy photos. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh yeah, if you see where that here's here's my photo." <laughs> Shohei's if you like, look at this angle, it looks bigger. Shohei's telling the interpreter, "Hey, uh, ask Mickey uh, how how my pictures are going." And then the interpreter's like, um, "He's sending dick pics again." <laughs> He's talking about his bulge. So Tony, Tony's like, oh, "Hi, okay." Yeah, he's like, "I'll just keep doing what I'm doing." <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to say no thanks in Japanese, so I'll say no gracias. There you go. Because that I know how to say. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, um, I wasn't very sold on Matt Wise last year, but there's mm -hmm. certainly a difference. Maybe it's because it's his job now. Remember, last year he was replacing somebody who was supposed to be his boss, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. He was the assistant pitching coach. For whatever reason, Joe Madden saw something in Matt he liked, Maybe he just never got the proper coverage. Maybe he was actually talking to the young guys last year. Because if you think about it, a lot of these young guys did start their ascend last year, right? I mean, yep. Patrick Sandoval started his ascent. Jose Suarez started his ascent. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing it in guys like Noah Syndergaard, who's obviously an established pitcher. But coming off of Tommy Johnson, you might as well be a rookie again, right? You're having to learn how to rethrow. You're, you have to learn how to retrust your stuff. So... And then Michael Lorenzen is his first year starting in quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. hasn't started since, like, 2015, so. And we're seeing a lot of progression, like you said, from these pitchers and out of the bullpen. Uh, he works with the bullpen guys as well. And one of the things that Ace brought out, and then he wound up showing it a couple of days later, was the pitching staff before a game and while the the starting pitcher's warming up, they're, all, they're out there kind of, like, watching his delivery, giving him pointers, and, and, you know, I, I've never seen that with an Angels ball club. So whether our boy Wise instituted that or maybe that's something Syndergaard brought over from New York, either way, it's all positive right now. Yeah, man, this team looks like a different team. They look like they want to have fun. They look like they're, they appreciate each other's talent. And it, it's just different. Like, you look at the team, mm -hmm. and they're constantly in each other's business, but in a good way. Yes. Like you said, like Otani was pitching, you had every single one on the every single pitcher on the team lined up watching him warm up. Yep. And you know, you see the high fives right before Iglesias goes in there. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, you know, they're yeah. actually pumping each other up. And like I said, man, when I uh, yesterday during your uh, post game show, it's only going to get better when Ty Buttery comes up. Dude, our boy's looking good. 96 mile an hour fastball. And I don't want to unveil too many of his secrets, but him and I were talking. Mm -hmm. And um, he was telling me that he went back to the way he used to throw one of his certain pitches throughout the, his entire life that he said he changed in 2019 because the analytics told him to change it. And it didn't work out for him. And I just told him, like, hey, man, you don't need my advice. I'm not a major league pitcher, but I can tell you this much, man. Analytics can't tell you the full story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to go back to your old thing. Sometimes if you feel comfortable throwing something, you need to stick with what works. But long story short, you know, the bullpen's only going to get better. You know, as these guys get more confident in their roles and as these guys now have to try to claw and fight their way to get, you know, time up in the majors, Hurricane doesn't want to go down to AAA. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Kahara, when he comes back, doesn't want to go to AAA. Andrew wants. Yeah, wants. I mean, Warren. I mean, you name it. Any of these guys don't want to go down to AAA, right? I mean, that's not the goal. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go back to living, uh, to sleeping in a twin bed. <laughs> 
I know right now I'm with you, man. These there is a good healthy competition on this club. You're helping your brother, but you also know that hey, I got to do my stuff to stay up here. And I and like you said, you don't want to go down because it's not like years before where the general manager has to be like, ah, oh, damn, I have to go to the minor. Who are we going to bring up because so-and-so's hurt or or is not performing? Now yeah. it's like, well, I can Let's bring get this. this loser, you know. <laughs> yeah, now it's like Perry's like, well, I can grab this guy because he can yeah. help us here. I can get, get this guy. And you have a guy like Mike Myers. Just think about it. Oh, a year or two ago, this dude's setting up closing for us, and this guy's at the back end of our bullpen doing mop-up stuff. Yep. So that's Well, and so- that's why people like were like, oh, God, Todd Buttery, this loser. You know, I've, I've, I have friends who have said that, and I'm just like, bro, like, this, this is a different dude. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's different. Like you said, you know, these are guys who were in different positions years ago who are now having to claw and fight just to see, you know, the light of day. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, a guy like Ryan Tapera, he's got to be on it. Now, he's had two bad performances and a bunch of good ones. But you you have the feeling that if he slips at all, Madden's going to be like, okay, I got to put, I got to move uh, our boy Loop into eight, or uh, I bring Butchery up, or I put Warren there. I mean, he, dude's got options, and, and it's good. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, we haven't had this kind of problem in a long, long time. Uh, let, let's see, what was the last time? Oh yeah, Ben Weber, Don Lee, Percival Rodriguez. Yeah. That's the last time we had a problem like that. Yeah, we're talking about two decades ago. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was game two. The Angels get the uh, – or game three, I'm sorry. Three. Uh, the other big thing there, oh, I'm sorry. Taylor Ward hit a yes. grand slam. Yeah. and Break up the rye bread, got the salami. <laughs> what were we talking about in Houston in the first two games of Baltimore? They couldn't convert with runners in scoring position. In this series, they were killing it with runners in scoring position. Yeah, man, this is 1985 baseball. If there was a year where he should have used the 1985 tag, it wasn't <laughs> last year, it was this year. Yeah, they're yeah. running, hitting runs, mm-hmm. they're being aggressive on the base path. On pass balls, they're going. There is yep. no ifs, ands, or buts. They are going. The guy, the, the pitchers are challenging the batters. Mm-hmm. This is great. Good defense. Smart defense. Mm-hmm. It, man, this team as of right now is fun to watch. Now, we will eventually go right back down to earth what i'm hoping happens is i'm kind of hoping that we do what the dodgers normally do i'm really hoping that we get really 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 hot around august we kind of hit our snag we lose for about two or three weeks and then we get hot again mm-hmm. that i mean the dodgers do it every single year right they're hot 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 end of the season comes they tank they make their way in the playoffs and then they get hot again. That's just how baseball is. You know what I mean? It's getting hot at the right time. It's too long. You can't have a good entire season that bleeds into the postseason. For anybody who thinks I'm an idiot, look at the 2014 Angels. They want to have a talk with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and you know, last year was the only year the Dodgers didn't recoup and win the division. They lost the division by one game. Uh, you know, usually, like you said, they'll hit a low and then all this, they'll take off and that propels them into a postseason run, whether it's they yep. fall on their face usually or they get a ring pop. Uh, but, you know, the the, the point that I'm going to uh, piggyback off of what you did is the fact that, again, what I brought up in the post game is we've clinched a, a winning April. You know, last year our thing was, can we clinch a winning April? No, we, we fell a game under 500. Uh, you I thought know, we I, were 500 exactly last time. No, we actually fell a game under because okay. cause we, we couldn't even – go 500 which was depressing with a seven and three start but we're finishing the the first <sighs> the first ha- uh, first month probably uh what you know we're, we're six games over right now we have a chance to be seven or eight before it's done um so this is the test for me we're now going into chicago after this series and boston to where the weather is going to be cold we're not going to be able to rely on the home runs can they stick with the same approach uh, because then, then that will propel us into another homestand where, again, we only play Tampa and Toronto. As of right now, the standings, we're only playing two teams in the month of May with winning records. Everyone else has a losing record. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, man. I mean, it's, it's very different. I mean, back home, it's hot right now. Mm-hmm. Outside right here, it's about 42 degrees. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand I'm not in Boston, but I'm a couple hours away. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine the weather is much better over there. You know, man, it, it, it's chilly out there. It's much different to play a game when you're out there sweating in Southern California because it's normal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when all of a sudden you got to worry about your pitchers legitimately needing to stay warm or you got to worry about actually staying warm out there on the field, it adds an entire element, right? I mean, how many cold-weather quarterbacks is there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I understand it's a different sport, but, I mean, 
You know, there are some quarterbacks who notoriously cannot perform in, in the cold. They need to be in a domed atmosphere. They need to be in Miami or Southern California. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. same thing with baseball. There's just some guys who can't play in certain cities. Absolutely. So that's – and that's why we're going to see what happens. But before we get into that one, let's talk about game four because game three, game three they won nine to five, right, over uh, yeah. Cleveland? Yeah, nine to five. I mean, game was pretty, you know – uh, the game would have been even more out of touch if Wands and Mayers didn't give up three combined runs. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nine to two. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, they they didn't help themselves trying to stay on the roster because those guys right there they got to put in work. They got to put up zeros to to keep their spots. Yeah, you know, and it makes me feel bad because um, I know for a fact that Myers is a hardworking guy. I mean, I, I have it on very very good authority that he's one of the hardest working guys in the clubhouse. Yeah. He's there. He's one of the first ones there. He's one of the last ones to leave. You know, he's constantly watching film. He works a lot. And I feel bad for the dude mm-hmm. because, you know, I want him to succeed. I still remember the 2020 Myers, and I, I really wish he was. But right now, instead of being Michael Myers, he's the Michael Myers that's, you know, killing the leads for us, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. He's not he's not the same dude, but he's, he's definitely got the stuff. So we'll move on from that one to today's day game. Which was uh, twenty two thousand was uh, the announced crowd, but there had to have been only about five thousand there. Day game, school day, uh, you know, there's not going to be work week. Yeah, you get what you yeah. can get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looked like a like an A's Friday night game, though. So <laughs> yeah, it looked like an A's. Uh, what does it bring your friend to uh, to the game ballpark uh, yeah. type night? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Buy two for one tickets. Yeah, two for one tickets, and that's all you can can get. You go from two thousand to five thousand fans. Yeah, two for uh, one beer nights. Yeah, in Oakland. <laughs> but this this game was uh, under some a uh, little bit of a cloud cover, so it wasn't a total hot day today. Very mild day. The Angels pitching matchup was. Uh, so the Angels had our boy Reed Detmers, and the Cleveland Guardians sent out Cal Quantrell, who came over from the Padres. Correct, and. Uh, you know, Quantrell, for, for all it's said and done, he, I thought he pitched a decent game. Uh, he just yep. got the product of two bad errors in a big inning. Yeah, six innings pitch, four runs. Oh, sorry, four hits given up, three hits, one of them – or three runs, one <laughs> of them was earned. Guys, it's like one thirty in the morning over here. Uh, three walks and four strikeouts. He's got a 3.27 ERA. I mean, I would take that on our team. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we have some good pitching right now, but, I mean, I would take that. Yeah, he, he, was, he did pretty good staying in the game. Uh, the Angels did did a uh, you know just got enough. Uh, what was impressive talking about what you were talking about earlier, 1985 baseball. Tyler Wade hits a routine ball into left center field, and you know uh, Straw's trying to get to it, and Wade just turns on the freaking afterburners and turns a single into a double. Little things like that. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that is freaking awesome. He's then the next uh, next player is Velasquez. He grounds out the first. Wade goes the third. Next batter sacrifices him in. Boom. There's an easy run. Manufactured. Yeah, dude. Roger's going to get a chubby tomorrow. James! <laughs> James! <laughs> they have to keep telling him a thousand times, James is not no longer with us. Then bring him back! Yeah. <laughs> they can't. I'm all, all, all respect to James Allen, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, man. Reed Detmer is five innings pitched. Uh, you know, the unfortunate first inning got to him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, really, it's gotten the Angels pitching, period. Not even just a Reed Detmers thing. Gave him two hits, one run. It was earned. One walk, which was nice to see out of him. Mm-hmm. Four strikeouts and the home run. He's got a 5.19 ERA right now. But uh, he pissed 88 pitches. That seems to kind of be the threshold right now. Joe Madden doesn't like his guys going hitting 90. Mm-hmm. Triple, di- triple digits are not allowed right now. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I, okay, over under. How many how many complete games do we have this year? <laughs> Three. Three. Oh wow. Okay. I'll, I'll no call. two. I'll go. I'll go under. Okay. Okay. So I already said three, so I don't want to change it. So three, you're going under. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going under because I mean, look, unless unless Noah's out there and he can get a like four innings of five pitches or six pitches thrown, I don't know if any pitcher is going to get to a hundred. It, you're you're right. I mean, he he has one of the quickest, if not the quickest, hook in all of baseball. And uh, you know, look, a, like a guy today, you know, especially with Suarez, he doesn't let Suarez get to eighty. He stops him at <laughs> seventy. So, um, you know, yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping Suarez has a good start his next time out. That's the guy I'm really worried about. 
because uh, I really want to see him reach five innings and get a W. Reed was able to do it today. Um, your thoughts on Reed? Do you think he's on pace with what we expect? Him coming out as a big, highly prospect? I don't know, man. Reed Demers, I like him. I, I want him to give him the opportunity. And I'm always in the middle with him. Some days I'm just kind of like, you know what, man? We need to send him back to AAA. Just kind of let him work on I, I guess double A because I don't really send top prospects to AAA for obvious reasons. It's such a hitter-friendly league. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to give him till at least the all-star break to see, you know, today was a great turning point for him. Let's see how he responds next time. Because Reed Detmer, is, he's going to be a solid pitcher, but I'm wondering if he's suffering from the Patrick Sandoval. You know, we seem to forget that Patrick Sandoval was a fringe 4A guy for the longest time. Yeah, he had he had 20. His first 20 starts in the Major League Baseball, he had no record. He had exactly. constant no decisions. So Exactly. So, yeah. you know, is part of that because of the short hooks that Brad Osmus had, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with Joe Madden as well. But, um, you know, sometimes pitchers just need a little bit of extra time. And it really is hard to learn on the fly. This is the majors, man. You're learning at the highest level. This isn't the NFL. In the NFL, you don't have a choice. You have to learn, you know, in the big time. Absolutely. So with today's encouraging game, the bullpen doing its job, the Angels get a 4-1 to victory over. That that bullpen, man. Yeah, they're turning. I mean, that's what we, we were talking about, like, if all things went right in the preseason, me and you were saying, just give us five or six innings as a starter. And with that bullpen, the way it's constitu- uh, you know, constructed, constructed, yeah, yeah th- th- it could be something where it could just be like, okay, it's a matter of time before we get to Inglacius. And that's what they did today. And Inglacius got to shoot the flames out them rocks that used to have water and uh, double played it in the game. They have water again, according to Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It looked bone dry as a desert out there, but uh, they should they should have like a goat out there because it's like a desert type feel or something. Yeah, there you go. But but they get the sweep. How impressed are you of the, of the sweep over the uh, the Guardians? You know, I mean, the Guardians are a team that in theory you should be sweeping. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, it's hard to sweep any major league franchise in a four game series. Four games is a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, obviously, this is a series they should have won. Not only did they win the series, they swept the series. So, you know, I'm happy they got the job done. And, you know, here's hoping they can stay hot, man. Absolutely. So with it getting late over there, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But let's go into the pitching matchups for the four-game set with Chicago. I want to get your predictions on what you think game by game. Chicago will be opening up. Uh, let's see. I had it right here. Hold on. Give me one second. Uh, Chicago will be opening up with uh, Leo Giolito. Or what's his first name? I forget his first name. Uh, but Giolito, the hard-throwing right-hander for the Chicago White Sox, will be opposed by Noah Syndergaard. Thoughts on that matchup uh, for Friday? I think I think uh, Syndergaard will win it. Like I told you already, I mean, Syndergaard kind of has something to prove, right? I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. pay $21 million. I'm sure he's going to want a longer-term deal. This mm-hmm. is a contract year for him, man. Yep. You know, he says he's happy here. So something tells me that um, he, he's going to have a really good season. I don't anticipate him to lose many games, and I don't anticipate this to be one of the ones he will lose. Okay. And uh, Giolito has been pitching good. But, again, this is a Chicago White Sox team. I'm with you on this one. I, I got uh, Syndergaard with a W in this one. But they've been scuffling. They're three games yep. under 500, and uh, there's some rumblings already about Larusa. Uh, game two on Saturday, which will be the Fox game of the week. Uh, it'll be Suarez, and on the mound for the White Sox, it will be Velasquez. Velasquez is 0-2 with a, I believe, a 6 ERA. So he got he's getting beaten up a few times here. But uh, Suarez is still 0-1, but uh, thoughts on that matchup? I think Suarez will pitch a fine game, but I think that'll be the game where um... – you know, maybe the bullpen doesn't get it done. Maybe it'll be a guy like Wants or – but um, I, I predict Saturday is going to be the game that we lose. Okay. And that would make sense because my dad always says, every time we're on prime time, we lose. Yeah, <laughs> so. every time. Papa Fox gets it. <laughs> he does. And then it's our boy uh, Mike Lorenzen on a Sunday morning. Uh, it'll be Mike Lorenzen opposing uh, the Chicago White Sox starter of Dallas Keiko, a guy who could have been an angel. But uh, thankfully he wasn't. <laughs> yes. Uh, his last start, he gave up 10 runs in the first inning. So, love it. Love to see. It. I love that for them. Yeah. And so thoughts on this game, Lorenzo versus Keiko. We're going to make it 12. 
Ooh. in the first inning. No, I don't know about all that. Kurt Suzuki is going to have a big game on Sunday, though. Oh, yeah. Book it. For those of you guys who use betonline.ag, book it. Kurt Suzuki, prop bet. Two homers. Two homers. Damn. Is he going to raise that average from 180? Because, I mean, it's dipped. At first, I was like, dude, this guy's hitting better than Trout. And that was like a week ago. <laughs> Man, no, I don't think he's going he's gonna to influence much. But he'll have a big game. I don't think he'll hit two home runs. But he'll have a big game. So he's going to get a walk. Big game. Got it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he won't He won't be the Nacho Knight player. How about that? All right. All right. I like that. So so, so far, we're two out of three with uh, Chicago. Yeah, got... I think I think Otani will heat up. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, because we're going to need his bat, and especially Walsh, too. Walsh is yeah. beginning to make a little bit more contact. Um, I like Rendon's at bats, except that he's just not getting any production. So those two, yeah. if we're going to look for anyone to help us on the road trip, it's those two right there. Uh, and then in the finale, Sunday, uh, Monday morning, actually, another weird one. It'll be a Monday morning game. It'll be Cease for the White Sox and Sandoval. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? It's hard to bet against Sandy right now. I do think his scoreless streak will end. I mean, it's not going to last forever, mm-hmm. but I do think he'll out, he'll get the W here. I think we win three or four. Okay, that's a, that's a good uh, putting you know, on my Rally Chris hat. You know what though? You didn't hear the live today. Do you know what Rally Chris said on air? That we're going to lose the series. He said we're going to lose three or four to Chicago. Really? Yeah. He. I've, I've okay. never heard him go the opposite way. It blew away everyone in the in the comments, man. They had no idea. People weren't putting Z's anymore. No, they weren't. They were like, "Wait a minute!" Rally Chris said we're losing three out of four. I need to pay more attention when I when I call in because I need to see if people give me the Z's. No, no, no one gives you the Z's, bro. Everyone's okay. like, "What's up, Fernando?" And they do the Viva Los Angelitos. It's it's the you still one. Still can't say it, man. The day you say it correctly, <laughs> I will donate some money to charity. <laughs> That's gonna be a while, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the um the ones that get disease is Grillmaster and Rally Chris. They they just do every time. Yeah, my boss keeps saying that he's gonna make a, he's gonna go on our YouTube and then whenever Grillmaster talks, just put Z's. That's what he says. Because <laughs> we've been listening to your uh, to your post games together after you know, when we're in the hotel room. Oh, okay, okay. He loves your Roger Lodge segment. Oh, thanks. Yeah, tell him I said what's up. But you know what they do too, which is kind of messed up, is they'll put the times. They'll be like, "Hey, it's it's already been two minutes. It's been a yeah. you know they already had a time." Up. I know exactly who does that. Yeah. Hey, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a, you gotta have like a timer, or you just do what Roger does, like when they're like as soon as it gets to like something that might be a stopping point, they like hang up and he's like, "Oh, John John Stamos likes Applebee's." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should. He loves that. the riblets in his mouth. <laughs> A rib for his pleasure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I remember one time we went to a college party. The girls wouldn't talk to me, but they all love Johnny. <laughs> so I just figured I might as well be one of the girls and warm up to Johnny myself. <laughs> <laughs> the more the merrier. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. So any more on the on what's to come up? Because I, I think we're gonna get into the Boston series after we recap the uh Shy Sox later, right? Yeah, right, because we don't have the pitching matchups or anything, but um I, I project we're gonna win the the um the road trip here. I think so too. Uh it just it's always scary going into Boston for whatever reason. I don't care what the record is. It's just it's a house of horrors for the Angels. But uh, I think this year is different. I think we're going to be able to say that a lot about this team moving forward. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic as well. We'll really see, man. I mean, this next couple games will really help us set the tone here. I mean, like you said, we're not facing a lot of winners here for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, we're not facing a lot of winners here over the next 30 days. So, I mean, the Angels could be in a situation where they're not having to play must catch up. You know, by the end of June – or sorry, by the end of May, I could still definitely see us in first place if they take care of the teams that they need to beat. Yeah, and you know we we won't. Uh, it's weird the way the schedule is. We're not going to play Seattle for a, for a little bit here, and uh, you know we're a game and a half up on them. Houston is uh, I think two games back. Uh, Oakland's three, I believe. Last I saw, and then uh, Texas is already wallowing in the mire of six back. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna be seeing a lot of division rivals here. Like, you know, this month you have a pretty decent amount, you know, with Oakland, Texas, mm-hmm. Oakland, Texas again. 
And then what? I don't think we had. Do we have a single division game in June? No, we do not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Seattle, 17, 18, 19. But that is it. No, but, never mind. 24, 25, 26. Okay, so we play Seattle. But you look at that month of June, bro, and look at, at their teams that are either going to be in the playoffs or they're fighting for playoffs. They're good. They're good ball clubs. And, yeah. uh, you know, and July is, is not any easier. So it's a good tune-up and for everyone to get into a groove before we hit those two months. I'm, uh, I'm looking at those uh, New York, Philadelphia days. Maybe I need to plan my trip accordingly. Because in June, be- I'll be moving. So I'll need to go earlier rather than later. That would make sense. And if you could do that, man, believe it, make a, a vlog or whatever, you know, and, and see about uh, touring those stadiums possibly. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I don't know how much touring I'll be able to do this year, obviously, you know, the whole mortgage thing. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, if you got anything else uh, for the uh, show? I don't think so. I, I mean, everything's pretty straightforward. Team looks good. Team looks like they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, the post games are going really well. I love when Gooby calls in. Always a fun time when that happens, huh? Oh, how, many, yeah. how many other shows have Gooby just casually calling in? Yeah. Nobody, bro. <laughs> We're the only ones. So. Yeah, have fun, Trent. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, uh, like we're going to, we're going to, uh, obviously set up a Gooby, uh, take Gooby's takes of the week. So, uh, he's going to give us uh, a once a week thing too. So with him calling in sporadically when he has a chance, he's also going to get in there and, uh, we're going to have questions from the, uh, the commenters uh, that they're going to be able to ask him as he's on air. Yeah. Well, we'll see what we can get pulled off here for the page. I mean, uh, Looks like we might start getting some um, some access ourselves, if you know what I mean. There might not only be one podcast on the field from here on out. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah, I just of- want to do it one time before I move. <laughs> there you go. So I can ask some actual questions. Well, yeah. Well, th- there you go. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, he's he's a friend of the show now, so or and, or the podcast. So we'll we'll do something here set up really soon. Especially with Ty coming up here, we might get some more connections there too. For so. sure, when they come to Texas from here on out, after the move happens, I will make sure that the Angels are fully covered in the Lone Star State. Believe me, that. There you go. All right, we're looking forward to. That. I'm looking forward to probably visiting you too in September. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can get some other uh, Halo fan members out there. We can have a, a rowdy time in Texas. Absolutely, it's <laughs> barbecue. A rootin' tootin' time. Never say that again. <laughs> never, never, never again. You got it. I promise. I promise. Okay. All right. So for Todd Fox in. A very tired Fernando. Have a good night, afternoon, day, whatever. Later. <laughs>